the wind howled through the mountain pass as the man on his journey trudged along the narrow path. He had been warned that the journey would be difficult, but he never expected it to be this treacherous. The trail was steep and rocky, with winds so strong they threatened to knock him off his feet. He couldn't help but think of the words of Samuel Rutherford, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. As he clung to the rocky wall for balance, the Christian realized that this was the windy side of the mountain, where the trials of faith were the strongest. But he was determined to make it to the top, to find the peace and solace that awaited him there. Step by step, he pushed on, knowing that the wind and the waves were only making him stronger, closer to the rock of ages. Hey, it's Pastor Rich, and this is the My Bible Thoughts Podcast. Here is the scripture reading for today, Acts 14, verses 19 through 28. But the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. And after they had preached the gospel in that city, and he had made a good number of disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and to Antioch. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, It is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been entrusted to the grace of God for the work that they had accomplished. When they had arrived and gathered the church together, they began to report all the things that God had done with them, and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they spent a long time with the disciples. We see the gospel spreading throughout the book of Acts, but the difficulties are not going away. Paul preached the good news to the pagans, and now the village turns against him. They didn't want to hear his truth. They had scarcely managed to stop the pagans from sacrificing animals in front of them. The Jews from Iconium and Antioch show up on the scene, and they stir up trouble in Lystra. Very quickly, the same pagan crowd is persuaded to stone Paul. Think about that. Even with the great movement of the Spirit of God, revival is going on and the church is growing, but there are still great difficulties present. And this is the one time where Paul is actually stoned. He is imprisoned and beaten many times, but stoned only this once. This was a serious punishment. The Bible tells us that he was left for dead on the road outside of Lystra and laid what looked like the corpse of Paul. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically say that he is dead. And when the Gentiles leave, the Christians start to see signs of life within him. Then he gets on his feet and walks back into the very city that had attempted to kill him. Now, I'm sure if any of us were in Paul's shoes, we would have preferred not to do that, not to go back into the city that had just stoned us. 
but he is being a Christian example to those young converts around him. So think about it. Even after he leaves, they still have to function and live as Christians in that very city. And that's often the theme of Paul's writing. He suffered persecutions and afflictions, But the idea is that God always delivered him. He still felt and remembered the pain and agony of those stones being hurled on him. But it's all for God's glory. So off they go to the next town. They preached and made disciples along the way. Then return to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. And he followed the exact route back out of the mountains to the sea. This isn't just a scattered hit-or-run evangelism. We see that Paul had a plan. And part of that plan was he revisited the new converts and pastored them. They had questions and temptations and doubts that all new Christians have. And they also had to be taught with how to deal with persecution. So we see here that Paul exhorted them and helped to strengthen their souls in the faith. He helped them sort through the tribulations they faced and the tribulations that were yet to come. And he assures them that there is no easy path in Christianity. We see that these churches were filled with young, new Christians. But look at verse 23. It says, When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So here's a young church doing without food to pray. The apostles did eventually leave them into God's hands, and the great work that God started will continue on. And then Paul and Barnabas continued to preach. They sailed to Antioch, having completed a work. The Holy Spirit and the church supported them and sent them to do the work, and now they come back to their home church. Notice in verse 27, they reported to the church what God had done. You see, God had done this work. God had done it with them. Through great difficulties, don't expect God's work to be done any other way. And of course, Christian persecution still goes on today in the world in 2023. Listen to some of these facts. It's estimated that over 260 million Christians are currently experiencing persecution, harassment, or discrimination. The majority of Christian persecution today is taking place in countries such as China, North Korea, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Pakistan. And the way that Christians are often targeted for their faith include arrest, torture, imprisonment, forced labor, and execution. Now, it's been my experience, having visited a communist country myself and taught church planters there, that discrimination against Christians can also take the form of violence and intimidation. Now, what I witnessed is that if a person came to Christ in a village, individuals in that village would try to drive them out. They would actually turn that person over to the government. So I find that it's true that any religious minorities in those countries, including Christians, are at risk of forced displacement, with many being forced to flee their homes due to persecution, very much like biblical times. Now it's prayer time. Dear Lord, we come to you in prayer, lifting up all those who have listened to this podcast. We thank you for the message of the gospel and the way it is spread throughout the book of Acts. Father, we acknowledge that along with the spreading of the good news, there have been difficulties and persecutions faced by those spreading the message. In particular, Lord, we think of Paul who faced stoning and being left for dead, yet through it all, you delivered him. 
and we ask that you would give strength and courage to those who may be facing similar difficulties in spreading the message of the gospel. We pray that they would be reminded of the example of Paul and the other early Christians who persevered through tribulations. We also lift up any young converts that we encounter. We pray that they would have the wisdom and strength to deal with persecution and that they would be able to entrust themselves fully to you. We ask that you would continue the great work that you have started in their lives. Father, we thank you for the support of the Holy Spirit and the church and for the way you work through us all. We trust in your plan and in your power to accomplish it through great difficulties. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here is this episode's call to action to the listener. Spreading the gospel is not always easy and may come with difficulties and persecution. But as Paul and the early Christians show, with the help of God and the support of the church, we can persevere and continue to do the work of spreading the good news. A call to action for you, the listener, could be to pray for strength and courage in the face of any difficulties that you may encounter with sharing the gospel, and to actively support and pray for those in the church who are doing the same. Additionally, be reminded that the work of spreading the gospel is a long-term effort, and we have to plan for supporting and encouraging new converts as they navigate the challenges of being a new Christian. If you haven't listened to the rest of the series, I encourage you to start at episode one and work your way through. And if you would like to connect with a community of like-minded Christians, be sure to check out the show notes for links to our Facebook and Twitter communities. Thank you for being a part of My Bible Thoughts, and I hope you have a great day.